everyone, it's Chuby. And I'm Vanessa. And we, and are, we are No, no Filters, No Fears podcast. And today is a level four elephant. Today's topic is xenophobia, the dislike of or prejudice against people from other countries. Is from an ancient Greek Rom- Romanized as xenos, meaning stranger or foreigner, and phobes meaning fear. I wanted to go deeper into this meaning, so I searched up for xenophobia and the difference between racism. So, xenophobia is the fear and hatred of strangers or foreigners, whereas racism has a broader meaning set including a belief that racial differences produce the inherent superiority of a particular race. Although they are similar, they are different enough that it is possible for one to be both xenophobic and racist. I know these definitions can get confusing about what xenophobia really means. But there is this thing called a model minority. And it is a minority demographic whose members are perceived to achieve a higher degree of socioeconomic success than the population average. Thus serving as a reference group to outgroups. What does this mean? The concept is controversial as it has historically been used to suggest there is no need for government intervention in socioeconomic disparity between certain racial groups. This argument has most often applied in America to contrast Asian Americans, both East and and South Asians, and Jewish Americans against African and Hispanic Americans, enforcing the idea that Asian and Jewish Americans are good, law-abiding, productive citizens immigrants while promoting the stereotype that Hispanic and African Americans are prone to crime and dependent on welfare. An example of how far xenophobia can get, on Tuesday, March 16, a 21-year-old white man went on a shooting spree stopping at three different Asian-owned spas massage parlors in Ackworth and Atlanta, Georgia. These were eight victims in total, among them there were uh, six Asian women and two white victims and one male. Despite the uh, perpetrator denying any um, racial motivation in this massacre, we can conclude that this indeed was a hate crime. I do not think it was a coincidence that he went to three different Asian-owned spa massage parlors. Upon doing further research, I learned that there are two types of xenophobia. Um, the first one is cultural xenophobia. This type of xenophobia is, is cultural in nature. Those who are xenophobic are so against the objects and elements of a culture, such as clothing or language. Immigrant xenophobia, this type of xenophobia occurs when an entire group is not considered part of society. This usually results from a mess. Uh, mass immigration by one's group into a country. Though xenophobia can be presented in relation to groups that immigrated to the community quite some time ago, it can result in hostility and violence on a micro level or lead to greater persecution of the group that goes as far as genocide. 
But with all that being said, there are five ways to fight xenophobia. One, you can celebrate other cultures. Stigmatization is cruel and counterproductive. Stand up for cultural diversity in your community. Um, two, call out all the bigotry and hate speech. That is very self-explanatory. Number three, teach children kindness and how to talk about differences. Prejudice and hate are not innate. They are learned behaviors and they can be unlearned. Children absorb absorb biases from adults around them, social media, books, peers, etc. So, you know, set a good example. And uh, number four, stand up for people being harassed. Interfere if it's safe to do so. If it is not, find somebody that can do so. Number five, support human rights organizations, for example, like UNICEF. And in that note, I found several books for Chuby's Book Corner. First in Chuby's Book Corner, we have Resisting Racism and Xenophobia by Faye Harrison. Next is Wonderful, Wonderful Times by Elfrida Jelinex, an author of The Piano Teacher. And the last book on Chubby's Book Corner is Religion, Ethnicity, and Xenophobia in the Bible by Brian Rainey. And up next is Vanessa with her take on xenophobia. Hey, hey, fearless fam. Uh, Vanessa Elise here. So I wanted to discuss a bit on the characteristics of xenophobia. Um, of course, how we can how they can be expressed, how we can recognize it. You know, they're, they're sort of typical signs, which include feeling uncomfortable around people who fall into a different group, right? So um, a different country. Now, when we talk about xenophobia, right, we just gave you the definition, but of course, under that, you, you can't talk about xenophobia without directly correlating it to Islamophobia and racism, um, and so for the sake of the example of a different group, we're going to talk about uh, those who practice uh, the Muslim faith. And that's where Islamophobia comes in, right? We, we remember 9-11, even before that, but definitely after 9-11, there was a strong resentment and, and pushback physically, emotionally, uh, prejudicially against uh, Muslims and it was such a sad thing to see mosques being destroyed and people being um, hit because they were of that faith you know like not just hit they were being beat down they were being killed so feeling and and, and then there's people that don't necessarily act on it but their attitude their physicality changes around this person person or these people because of a preconceived notion of what they think they know, right, of that group. Uh, going to great lengths to avoid particular areas because they think, right, that uh, I know, for example, here in Florida, it's very common that similar cultures kind of find each other and flock to certain areas. You know, we all know Cayocho was very big on having a large um population of Cubans that has changed throughout the years now you'll see more of a mixed uh, mixed cultures in that area but for a long time it was mainly Cubans and it was that way because there was a time 
in in florida were on the beach on miami beach a lot of those fancy art deco hotels and restaurants was no shirt no shoes no blacks no cubans right so people would avoid 8th street in that area because they knew there was that concentration of that group of people refusing to be friends with anyone solely to their skin due to their skin color mode of dressing or their external factors difficulty taking a a supervisor seriously or connecting with a teammate who does not fall into the same uh, racial culture or religious or religious group. It, it's even upsetting to read these kinds of things because it goes to show that despite all the progress that we've made as a human as the human race, there's still so much that we've got to learn and fight against got to fight against a lot of these natures these kind of already embedded patterns and lessons of how we're taught to retaliate against what we don't understand right uh and while it, like it, it says it here and i agree because i don't want to excuse it because it really is an inexcusable act to be prejudiced or abusive to someone because they are of a different faith, of a different race, of a different culture, of a different country. Um, I, I get it. It's a true fear that's been passed down through years and it's something that needs to be unlearned. But if you can't see the humanity in another person and distinguish that they are not the country that they came from, they are not solely the color of their skin, they're not solely their religion, and that not everyone is the same, right? <clears throat> It's kind of like a question. I have to question. Like, what are you doing being a part of functional society? Personal thought. And I don't mean to sound angry, but it's anger in me. And this is what it says here, and I really agree with. While it may represent a true fear, most xenophobic people do not have a true phobia. Instead, the term is... Off, most often used to describe people who discriminate against foreigners and immigrants. So it's not that they have an actual fear of the person. They have a, a true fear of the unknown, of not knowing what someone of the Muslim faith is capable of based on information that they have, the worst possible information, and creating an entire notion about anyone they come in contact with who happens to be Muslim, right? Um or a foreigner, right? Uh, they've come from Russia, automatically this kind of predisposed. And now what we're seeing, and Asian hate is not anything new, right? We've seen heinous depictions of um, Asians in in film, television, and, and whatnot, the, the over-sexualization of Asian women. Um but as of late, because of the coronavirus, there is this new wave of hate because of the virus. And because, of course, there have been those in positions of power who have, instead of being professional and referring to it as coronavirus or COVID-19, um, have taken to attaching that idea, the China virus, right? Connecting it to a country. Yes, that's where it originated from, 
right? And and there's a lot of, uh, you know, ideas and um, opinions as to how it came about. But regardless of that, any Asian you see is not responsible for coronavirus and does not deserve to be mistreated. So on top of all of the other things, you know, all of the other injustices that uh, those from China, Korea, Vietnam um, have incurred, there is no reason to keep adding to it. Um, now, mind you, and this is a really interesting fact, xenophobia is recognized as a mental disorder by the Diagnostic and Statistical, Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Um, some psychologists have an issue with that, right? It is extreme racism or prejudice, but they do recognize it as a mental health problem because I, I mean, it, I can imagine that the reason that it goes to that extreme of mental disorder is because you're having a difficulty, uh, you know, understanding, separating, you know, this is a country that yes this is a part thing something that came from there something that happened there but not every person that comes from there is that right so when we talk about example case in point right now coronavirus not every person who appears to be from china or is chinese is responsible for coronavirus or is going to give it to you you know what i mean it's a very difficult thing and, and the fact that people can't discern the difference or allow their fear or um, lack of knowledge of a particular culture, race, religion, or um, or country, right? Lack of information feed or inform a choice, an action, an expression is really unfortunate. And there's two types of xenophobia. There's cultural xenophobia, and this type involves rejecting objects, traditions, symbols associated with another group or nationality that includes their language, clothing, music, uh, and tradition, which is really interesting, especially when we get into like those sore topics of cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation. But things like xenophobia is interesting because so much of the culture that we know, including popular culture, even in the United States, comes from so many cultures and countries, right, foreign countries, that people express prejudice and racism against, right? But in when you go to that extreme, and this is, again, I can imagine why they, you know, uh, have categorized it as a mental health disorder when you go to that extreme where no i don't want that because that's from like china or i don't want that because it, do you know how many things you would not be able to use because they are from a culture if you were really to go in depth to wanting to be that absurd to not want any kind of like part of it let's talk about por dios like, let's talk about music. Nobody would be able to listen to no damn music, right? Especially if you're talking uh, racism, right? Or even if you're talking about xenophobia, foreign, right? So, so many of our drum beats that come from, you know, Africa 
and things like that. So much of that, you're willing to ignore that, exclude that from your culture, from your everyday. It's a disservice to yourself. It's so dumb. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we have immigrant xenophobia. And this type involves rejecting people who the xenophobic individual does not believe belongs in the inner group society. This can involve rejecting people of different religions, nationalities, and can lead to persecution, hostility, violence, and even genocide. I highlight the end, even genocide. And I also have some quotey quotes for you today. I only have three. I will keep them short and sweet. My first quotey quote is unknown. Replace fear of the unknown with curiosity. I said it before um, in my little spiel. But when we replace that fear and replace it with curiosity, replace it with knowledge, desire for connection, desire for personal growth, um, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, um, that fear dies. Fear cannot survive in a place of knowledge and light, right? And uh, a friend of mine has a great quote that he uses. He literally has it tattooed across his chest and I've kind of adopted it. Follow your fear. And when we follow our fears, not only do we accomplish so much more as individuals, but when we follow our fears into knowledge and into curiosity and exploration and discovery, we find out things that feelings, thoughts, concepts that we can adopt. We can make lifelong friends, uh, career changes, whatever the case may be. So follow your fear and replace that fear with curiosity. And uh, then we have another great quote by Samuel Hoffenstein. Prejudice is the child of ignorance. Prejudice is the child of ignorance. And it is absolutely true. Um, and that was a quote by Samuel Hoffenstein. And now this last one. I cannot attest to the validity of all of it, but I know a lot of it is pretty true. But it's definitely something to plant a seed of thought. I'm going to read it with a little bit of sass that it requires. Your car is German. Your vodka is Russian. Your pizza is Italian. I said that like such a Miami girl. Your kebab is Turkish. Your democracy is Greek. Your coffee is Brazilian. Your movies are American. Your tea is Tamil. Your shirt is Indian. Your oil is Saudi Arabian. Your electronics are Chinese. Your numbers are Arabic. Your letters are Latin. And you complain that your neighbor is an immigrant? Pull yourself together. I truly hope that these quotes reach you look out for for more quotes and my favorite one was the follow your fear one follow that uh, sorry fear for curiosity so be curious discover grow and kind of reflect back on the holocaust world war ii holocaust i really hope that we all take the time, especially right now when we're seeing such a spike in, in these crimes of hate, 
uh, of those of other races, religions, and cultures, and countries, that we take a moment to recognize that genocide didn't stop or start with the World War II Holocaust. Please don't take my words as a diminishing of the Holocaust. It was a horrendous, heinous, and tragic thing. It makes me very emotional, sorry. That occurred, that is a part of all our histories, that we can't dismiss because it is why history continues to repeat itself. But genocide is something that still happens widely. It happens in Latin American countries. It happens in Africa. It's happening in, in, in India. So it happens everywhere where to assert power or to assert superiority or authority, mass groups of people, right, of, now, here, contradictory words, mass group of people of a minority culture, religion, whatever the case may be, are assassinated. Their history, their story, like, er just eradicated from history. Please look into that. Um, Now, the impact of xenophobia has been linked to hostility towards people of different backgrounds, decreased social and economic opportunity for groups, meaning, oh, you know, we tell we, you can associate that a lot to outsourcing, right? So why are, if, if more influx of um, people from uh, Latin American countries, a more influx of uh, people from China or India are coming here or jobs are being outsourced there, then it's less of an opportunity for those here. Just using America as an example. Um, I have opinions on outsourcing. I do agree that there should be some sort of balance, but there should be an opportunity for everyone. Right? <clears throat> that being said, when someone makes the choice to come here to this country to make a, a living and you know adhere to the laws, principles, or whatever the case may be of this country... The, the job was there for you to have as well, right? And this person applied or whatever, and they might be taking a pay cut. They might be taking a lot, but maybe it's, let's say it's for the same rate of pay. Let's say it's the same knowledge, right? They have not making this home. They're building this home. Um, we will find a reason to make an excuse or justify us not achieving something right yes opportunities are scarce but opportunities are scarce all the damn time we gotta put our best foot forward um so that's a difficult one that's a that's a toughie but that's an example right so um people from other country potentially being um a reason why someone doesn't get um a job or move forward in in, in their life uh, economically. Uh, implicit bias towards members of outward groups. Implicit bias. Nine eleven. Islamophobia. Oh, I heard so and so is Muslim, right? Automatically assuming or saying they're a terrorist. And uh, one that comes up a lot actually is oh, so and so is from Colombia. <clears throat> Automatically, people start associating them to. Um, cartels and things like that which and making those kinds of jokes no <laughs> just no um, isolationism make them the outsider 
the bullying, right? Discrimination, hate crimes, political positions, war and genocide, contra- uh, controversial domestic and foreign policies. So policies that protect certain groups but not others, right? Um, the twisting of positive traits, grouping harmony and protection from threats into a negative, imagining threats where none existed has led to a number of hate crimes, persecutions, wars, and general mistrust. It has a great potential to cause damage to others rather than affecting only those who hold these attitudes. Um, I think uh, Chuby gives a solid list of, of things to combating xenophobia. You know, um, mine would be based on this article, which you can find on verywellmind.com. Uh, xenophobia, fear of strangers, um, broaden your experience, fight your fear of the unknown. This is a, guys, it's a human thing. We're all afraid of what we don't know. And based on our, and this goes back to our attachment theory, um, and attachment styles episode. And based on how you attach to people and circumstances, is also how you are able to explore and understand the world around you, your willingness to explore and discover the world around you. And that includes other people, cultures, and approaching them without fear, right? Approaching them with curiosity, right? A desire to engage, to connect versus a fear and implicit bias or a preconceived, preconceived notions, and also pay attention. Notice when xenophobic thoughts happen. Make a conscious effort to replace these thoughts with more realistic ones. So we talk about reframing all the time. It doesn't just apply to mental health. It also applies to exactly what's happening in these times with racism, xenophobia, and Islamophobia, where uh, culturally, societally, we've learned certain jokes, catchphrases, songs, um, commentary that we think is lighthearted and in jest but in reality is damaging emotionally or literally to different races cultures religions and countries and people from other countries um and in a country where the where let's be real let's be real the entire founding father's thing they were all immigrants. Okay? Some of them were immigrants from other countries to England that then immigrated here. Okay? The only natives were the Native Americans. The, 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 the Native people, the indigenous people of this land. Everybody else is a damn immigrant. <laughs> and that being said... A bit of a bit more tolerance and understanding. A bit more tolerance and understanding. Um, so the history of xenophobia. I know Chuby got into it. We know it comes from like you know Greeks and and the Romans and using their beliefs. It goes that far back. The Greeks and Romans they used their beliefs and cultures right and justifying them as being superior to justify enslaving others. Sound familiar? Other, other, in the U.S., that is the history. The white is the superior race. And use that as a justification to enslave um, 
and and to use you know the indigenous people and their knowledge to to enslave the african people and create one of the most the one of the wider known diasporas including that uh, of the jewish people right so it's forever and the enslavement of the jews so it's like it's it's been a forever thing and it keeps being perpetuated and the idea of like just get over it was a long time ago a lot has changed that kind of rhetoric is what still feeds the ignorance versus the knowledge so that we can grow from racism and xenophobia right it's led to acts of discrimination violence genocide throughout the world which include like i said the the second world war holocaust the internment of japanese americans during world war ii rwandan genocide the genocide in the ukraine the cambodian genocide again genocide was not just the holocaust genocide has happened has continued to happen and will continue to happen until we recognize that indirectly or indirectly we have allowed people to think that it's all right to think themselves greater than someone else and not just put them down but put them down for good um now and of course what we're seeing now is these discriminatory acts and um and a height a peak in xenophobia against asian against Asians and it's really sad to see that we can't dissociate like that's not the word like separate this virus and these things from other Asians American Asian Americans or just make assumptions based on how someone looks that they must be a foreigner and make an opinion on who they are we are so much better than what we are showing ourselves to be I really believe that and I'm sorry if I've sounded angry in some of this or if I've sounded dismissive or called things dumb. I get it. It could be a very genuine fear for a lot of people. But recognize where that fear becomes that that's kind of ridiculous, kind of silly, and it's misplaced, and it's just born of a place of not knowing. Shed light on it. The more you know, the less fear you'll have, the less silly you'll look making comments. And I'm, I'm not pointing at anyone directly. I'm just saying you us we because i'm i'm sure i've been guilty of saying certain things in jest and recognize that how wrong i could have been and how um it could be hurtful and harmful so i hope that a lot of that information rests with you sits with you and encourages you to go out, read more about what you do not know, but also read more about how you can help on the UN website as well as um, on hatecrimes.org. You can look up all the hate crimes that are occurring across the world due to xenophobia, racism, and Islamophobia and find out how you can help, but also educate yourself so that you don't add to the problem. Maybe you don't have to necessarily reach out to an organization, but just you changing your rhetoric and um and kind of being a voice of knowledge to those around you who may have a strong opinion can make a difference stay fearless fam stay educated and add po- not just positivity add knowledge add love add urgency for reconciliation with each other 
to the collective consciousness because man we need it nobody else needs to die just because they're from a certain country or they look a certain way or believe differently we there is space for all of us at the table and we can all stand to learn from one another stay fearless stay safe i hope that this episode have made you all reflect on you know your everyday and how you perceive your neighbors and everybody around you stay fearless fam